Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Tonight, breaking news, the deadly church shooting in Alabama. The mugshot just released as a community mourns. The death toll rising after a 70-year-old gunman opened fire at a church near Birmingham. Three people killed, all of them in their 70s and 80s. The shooter taken into custody, the charges he's now facing, what police have now revealed about his ties to the church and the heroic parishioner who helped take him down. Also breaking tonight, Putin's propaganda, the Russian president's new comments about the war in Ukraine and the U.S. as state media releases new images of the two Americans captured in Ukraine, what the fiancé of one of those men told NBC News tonight about their condition. Trump tears into Pence, the former president, railing against his VP in a fiery speech, slamming Pence for lacking the courage, in his words, to overturn the 2020 election, calling him, quote, a human conveyor belt. Plus, the pardons Trump says he'll consider if he ends up back in the White House. Hush money scandal. Vince McMahon stepping down as head of the WWE after reports he paid a former employee $3 million to keep their affair a secret. The family member now tapped to take control of the pro wrestling franchise. Plus, the plane crash rescue, a pilot plummeting into the middle of a lake in Texas, a paddleboarder who helped bring him to the shore. And stop, drop, and steal. The thief caught on camera trying to siphon gas from a truck. How his attempted heist went up in flames. Top story starts right now. And good evening. Tonight, a 70-year-old gunman is in police custody, charged with capital murder after opening fire inside of a church. Gunshots ringing out at a potluck dinner at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church just outside of Birmingham, Alabama, last night. Three people shot and killed, all of them, 75 and older. The shooter, now identified as Robert Finlay, you see him right there, Robert Finlay Smith, I should say, police revealing he would occasionally attend services at that very church. Members of the congregation consoling one another in the parking lot immediately after the shooting. And tonight, a growing memorial out front, flowers and handwritten signs honoring the lives lost. Police revealing tonight the tragic situation could have been even worse if not for the brave actions of a single churchgoer inside that room. NBC Sam Brock is in Vestivia Hills in central Alabama. He leads us off tonight. America's latest jarring example of gun violence. They were having dinner, and they were having fun, and then the next minute, they weren't. Happened at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in a picturesque suburb of Birmingham. Authorities releasing a mugshot of the alleged gunman, 70-year-old Robert Finlay Smith, an occasional church attendee who opened fire at a potluck dinner. At some point, he produced a handgun and began shooting, striking three victims. All three were killed ranging in age from 75 to 84 years old. I think you described a situation in which a fellow parishioner subdued the shooter. How critical was that in saving lives? Uh, it was extremely critical in saving lives. Uh, the person that subdued the suspect, in my opinion, is a hero. Police did not reveal a motive, and the county sheriff's office says the shooter has no booking history there. Hundreds came out for a church service this morning, sad and shaken. Especially with a church environment, I think a place you consider to be really safe and a place of refuge is now kind of violated in a way. A minister here now has direct ties to two church shootings. He tells me he went to Seminole School with two people murdered at the horrific church massacre at Mother Emanuel Church in Charleston, which happened exactly seven years ago today. A country in crisis. I was just really sad. I think it's sad to see like something like that happen where you live. Confounded again by gun violence and split about what to do about it. All right, Sam Brock joins us now live. Sam, I also know you have some breaking updates on the investigation, including information about the gunman. 
Tom, that's right. We learned several hours ago that Vestavia Hills police had shut down a local road and had executed a search warrant connected to this church shooting behind me. Turns out, of course, that hours after that, the DA provided word they were bringing capital murder charges of two or more victims against Finlay Smith. Now, he doesn't have a booking history in Jefferson County, where I am. We also learned he is six foot four, 250 pounds. And yet, a parishioner, according to police, was able to subdue him in the middle of that, potentially saving lives. A, a brave parishioner, no doubt. All right, Sam, we thank you for that. We do want to head overseas now to the latest from Ukraine and new developments on the fate of two missing American military veterans, volunteers in Ukraine's fight against Russia. President Biden today again warning Americans against such travel to Ukraine and a defiant President Vladimir Putin speaking in the Russian city of St. Petersburg today. Keir Simmons is there tonight, and we want to remind you, Russia is cracking down on the media, including international reporters, limiting what journalists can say under threat of imprisonment. Tonight, Russian media showing these images they say are American military veterans captured in Ukraine. They spoke to them, but we are not showing those interviews. Alex Druki is a former U.S. Army Staff Sergeant, and Andy Wen is a former Marine. Both had gone to volunteer to fight with the Ukrainian troops. I mean, they don't look bad. They look good. They don't look injured. So I think that's actually quite promising if it turns out to be real. Wynn's fiance, Joy Black, speaking with us tonight. You know, every little bit of information, it's building up the hope and to really get them back home as soon as possible. There is no news of a reported third American missing in Ukraine. Earlier, President Biden with this message. We don't know where they are, but I want to reiterate, Americans should not be going to Ukraine now. No mention of the men from President Putin in a defiant speech today. Accusing the U.S. of thinking of itself as, quote, God's own messengers on planet Earth, while getting a political boost from China's President Xi, sending a video address. Praising the strong resilience of their relationship at today's St. Petersburg Economic Forum. President Putin's address delayed by more than an hour because journalists here were told of a large-scale cyber attack. At the same time, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson visiting President Zelensky in Ukraine. And tonight, the European Union backing Ukraine's application to join. President Putin denouncing Western sanctions as mad and thoughtless. This Russian business leader, worth half a billion dollars, has been sanctioned by Europe. One of the aims is put pressure on you. That puts pressure on the Russian government. There is obviously pressure on me, on my, pers on my personal, professional life. I still struggle to see how I could put pressure on the Russian government. And those two Americans who've been captured, Tom, we've seen them on television, but the Russian government is saying nothing about this. We still don't know where they are. Tom? Keir Simmons in St. Petersburg tonight for us. Keir, thank you. Back here at home, former President Trump lashing out at the committee investigating the January 6th riots and his former vice president, Mike Pence. Trump speaking at a Faith and Freedom Coalition conference in Nashville, denied reports that he called Pence a wimp and slammed Pence for lacking the courage to overturn the 2020 election, calling him a, quote, human conveyor belt. I never called Mike Pence a wimp. I never called him a wimp. Mike Pence had a chance to be great. He had a chance to be, frankly, historic. But just like Bill Barr and the rest of these weak people, Mike, and I say it sadly because I like him, but Mike did not have the courage to act. All right, NBC News Capitol Hill correspondent Ali Rafa joins us now. Ali, it felt like this was the president's opportunity to settle scores, especially against his former vice president. Well, worth mentioning at the top here, Tom, is that this is the same event that former VP Mike Pence was booed and called a traitor at last year after refusing to overturn the results of the 2020 election on January 6th. And the theme of Trump's speech today in Nashville is really the theme that the January 6th committee wrapped yesterday's hearing on, really this theme of how Trump's continued rhetoric is continuing to affect the state of our democracy today. And, of course, this is coming as rumors swirl over whether Pence 
and or Trump could possibly announce a 2024 presidential bid soon. I think it's particularly notable that Pence was not at this event at all, this event that's largely seen as a, a GOP springboard for presidential hopefuls. Meanwhile, you have Trump headlining the event altogether, Tom. And, and Ali, you know, the speech was, it's over an hour long, over an, over, an, over an half hour long, and it went into some of the president's big talking points for his possible 2024 run. When he did mention that the crowd erupted in cheers, he even mentioned, if he became president again, the Capitol rioters and possible pardons. That was one comment that really stuck out to me watching it personally, because after what we learned in yesterday's January 6th committee hearing, that several members of Trump's inner circle uh, actually asked for presidential pardons uh, for, the, for their participation and involvement in events on January 6th, take a listen to part of Trump's speech where he mentioned this. Yet even after the shocking attempt on Justice Kavanaugh's life, the Biden administration is continuing to allow leftist mobs to freely form in front of the justices' home and the homes of others, even while January 6th defendants are having their lives totally destroyed and being treated worse than terrorists and murderers, despite most being charged with parading through the Capitol. Most people should not be treated the way they're being treated. And if I become president someday, if I decide to do it, I will be looking at them very, very seriously for pardons. So really shocking uh, to hear Trump proposing using presidential pardoning power for events on a day the committee says he is directly responsible for, Tom. All right, Ali Rafa from Capitol Hill for us. Ali, thank you. We turned out of the weather all week. We've been telling you about those extreme conditions and there's no letting up. Overnight flash flooding in Columbia, South Carolina left cars submerged in high water. You see them there. Some drivers even had to be rescued from their vehicles. With another round of storms impacting the mid-Atlantic, I want to get right to meteorologist Bill Cairns. Bill, walk us through what's going to happen over the next couple of days. We're in this stuck weather pattern where we have this extreme heat and then late in the afternoon with all the heat and humidity, we're just getting explosive thunderstorms and we're getting these flash flood events and a lot of lightning problems too. Notice we haven't had a lot of tornadoes. That's typically when we get in earlier in the spring. So let me show you the radar, what we're dealing with now. These line of storms have been rolling through Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, lots of lightning, some hail with these storms and damaging winds. That's the biggest concern. So a lot of people still got to deal with thunderstorms through this evening. About 29 million people are at risk. The strongest of those storms will be rolling through southern Virginia, just north of Raleigh and near Norfolk and Virginia Beach as we go throughout the night. Now let's talk about the heat. Even at this hour, it is still brutally hot. I mean, Montgomery and Memphis, you're in a battle. You're both at 108 for how it feels outside. It's just, you know, you're, you're in the oven when it's that hot. And tomorrow and right into the weekend, it's not really going to be any better. We still have millions of people under heated alerts or watches, and this will expand as we head throughout the upcoming weekend. We have another heat wave that is building in the middle of the country. So it's just kind of shifting. It was in the middle of the country. It went to the Ohio Valley, to the southeast, and now it's going back into areas from the Dakotas all the way down through Texas. Everyone will feel 100 plus. And look at how hot it's going to get on Sunday. Fargo, 101. And let's contrast that with Caribou, Maine, who's going to be 53 on Sunday for Father's Day. So, Tom, it's a wild weather pattern as we're going here towards the end of June. Those temperatures are all over the place. All right, Bill, we thank you for that. We want to head to Wall Street now in the economy, capping off a rocky week with a slight rally. The S&P and NASDAQ closing higher with the Dow ending the week in the red and below 30,000. It's been a crazy week, a confusing week. So to help investors understand this rough week on the street, Kristen O'Keefe Merrick joins Top Story for the first time. She's a money expert with O'Keefe Financial Partners. Kristen, thanks so much for joining us thanks, tonight. Tom. Thanks for having me. All right, me. so a lot of people, Americans all across the country that have 401ks, have been looking at their 401ks this week, and it's been a bloodbath. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for them? Uh, my advice is to stay the course here. This is not the time to be making wild, crazy choices like selling. There's um, a lot of fear at the moment, and we have to kind of take a step back and look at the bigger picture. We know that this is cyclical. We know that these markets are cyclical, and... If you go back and look at, at stocks over time, they will rally, but don't allow fear to dictate your portfolio. Let's give some real advice. If someone's watching CNBC and the market's tanking and they're freaking out, 
What's their first move? Do they, do they call Fidelity? Do they call their financial planner? What should they do? Call your financial planner. If you have one, call them because they will give this advice to you. No one wants you to be selling at the lows, right? No one wants you to be capitulating here. Um, there's other ways. If you don't have an advisor, then you, you can think about ways of, of trying to hedge your portfolios. Maybe think about things that would materially um, rise in, in inflationary environments, like commodities, maybe owning energy, maybe owning uh, agriculture, things like that. Um, even even short-term bonds right now, you can still make a little bit of yield. Energy fertilizer stocks doing very well. They have been doing well uh, since what's happened in Ukraine, unfortunately. I, I, I do want to ask you, though, people are throwing around the word, word recession. We, we, we covered a lot here on, on, on Top Story. A lot of very smart economists think there's the risk for a recession, a hurricane. That's what Jamie Dimon called right. it. Lawrence Summers says... Most likely we will see a recession in two years. But you don't think we're that far yet. Why? I don't. I, I think if you look at, first of all, a recession is a retraction in, in growth. And we are not there yet. And if you look at the other factors that we like to look at, uh, the labor market. It's a very tight labor market. Unemployment is at historical lows. Uh, you have something called PCE, which is consumption spending, which has not dipped. You have um, still a white-hot market in real estate. There are a lot of factors right now that are still pointing towards positive growth, but inflation is getting in our way, and we need to be able to figure out a way to combat this inflation before it does take us to the recession. What, what are some real things people can do if, if a recession does hit, just to prepare themselves right now? We were talking before the show started, and you said it's a good time to look at all your finances, your house, your job. How's everything going with your kids' savings, that kind of thing? Yeah, I always like to talk about my personal audit, looking at your at your whole picture, right? How much debt do you have? Do you have debt? How, is it good debt, bad debt? Uh, how much are you spending? This is a really crazy time in terms of how we're spending money on things like gas and food. Are there things that you can do to now to protect yourself in the future for, for further rising costs, which unfortunately I think we're going to have to deal with this summer. And live, and live with. Just kind of be very careful. Be very conservative in your, in your, in your choices. Yeah, being, being conservative, being thoughtful, but please don't Please don't mess with this portfolio at this point without some professional advice. Right, right. Kristen O'Keefe Merrick, we thank you so much for joining Top Story. I'm sure we're going to see you again. All right, now to a major update in the saga of Julian Assange, the founder of the controversial organization WikiLeaks. The U.K. approving his extradition to the U.S. where he faces espionage charges for publishing classified documents. Matt Bradley has more from London tonight. Tonight, WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange has been approved for extradition to the United States to face espionage charges. UK officials saying in a statement, in this case, the UK courts have not found that it would be oppressive, unjust, or an abusive process to extradite Mr. Assange. Assange's wife speaking out from London. I'm going to spend every waking hour fighting for Julian until he's free. His brother and father speaking out in New York. Today is a dark day for democracy. Assange is wanted in the U.S. for 18 charges, including breaking espionage laws over WikiLeaks' release of hundreds of thousands of confidential diplomatic cables in 2010 and 2011. Lawyers and supporters arguing he was acting as a journalist. You know, there have been a number of cases since 9-11 in which the government has used the Espionage Act against leakers, against people, government insiders who share information with the press. Uh, but it has never before used the Espionage Act um, against uh, a publisher. Some experts say the 2010 leaks were one of the contributing factors to the revolution in Tunisia, which sparked the broader Arab Spring, something Assange addressed himself back in 2011. But everyone could see and no one could deny that the Ben Ali regime was fundamentally corrupt. In 2012, he moved into the Ecuadorian embassy in London as asylum to avoid extradition to Sweden over rape and sexual assault charges he has denied. Europe is meant to be a place Europa. where the rule of law is respected. Sweden dropped those charges in 2019, but Assange wasn't in the clear. That same year, Assange was dragged out of the embassy, the Trump administration soon after charging him with espionage. That, even though it was WikiLeaks that released thousands of Hillary Clinton's emails late in the 2016 presidential campaign, that release not related to these charges. Now, the WikiLeaks founder has spent three years in London's Belmarsh prison awaiting the news he got today, the UK giving the green light for his extradition to the US. But the court and government's decisions had almost nothing to do with his actions or free speech. Instead, they were mostly focused on whether the U.S. would respect Assange's human rights. He faces up to 175 years in prison. He's denied any wrongdoing.
Yeah, Tom, well, Julian Assange has two weeks in order to appeal this decision from the Home Secretary, and you can bet he will. We've already heard from his wife, his father, his brother from WikiLeaks organization themselves saying that they all intend to fight this decision. Tom? All right, Matt Bradley from London. Matt, we thank you for that. Still ahead tonight, the dramatic crash caught on camera, a car smashing through the window of a Massachusetts store, one employee inside at the time, why police are now investigating if the driver did it on purpose. Plus, pilot rescued the small plane going down in the middle of the lake, the paddleboarder who rushed in to save him. And hush money scandal, Vince McMahon stepping back as CEO of the WWE, the allegations of an affair and a cover-up that put him out of a job. Top story, just getting started on this Friday. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, we're back now with the bombshell news about potential misconduct involving Vince McMahon of the WWE. McMahon stepping back as CEO during an investigation, and his daughter is taking over in the interim. NBC's Vaughn Hilliard has the new details. Tonight, a shakeup in world wrestling entertainment. No one man is bigger than the WWE. Bigwig Vince McMahon is stepping back from his responsibilities as chairman and CEO of the WWE, according to a press release, as a special committee on the board of directors and an outside firm investigates his alleged misconduct. His daughter, Stephanie McMahon, will take over in the interim. You do the right thing for business every single day. The Wall Street Journal broke the story open when it published claims of a $3 million hush money settlement to hide an alleged affair between McMahon and a former employee. The Journal, citing documents and people familiar with the matter, went on to report the woman was a paralegal for the WWE, hired in 2019, and the deal struck in January was intended to prevent her from talking about the relationship or making critical statements about McMahon a spokesman for the WWE, telling the paper the relationship was consensual. And McMahon's lawyer say in a letter to the Wall Street Journal that the paralegal made no claims of harassment and that she was not paid by WWE when she left the company. According to the release, McMahon will retain his role and responsibilities related to WWE's creative content. Part of that creative content? a special appearance by Mr. McMahon himself on SmackDown tonight. It's kind of risky being on the show on Friday night for him. Uh, but, you know, Vince McMahon has never really done anything uh, silently. A source familiar with the matter telling CNBC that's when he will address the controversy in character. A character McMahon has spent years building. Do you mind from time to time doing uh, certain personal favors? WWE fans and critics digging up old clips of McMahon on stage in unrelated skits as the news trickled out. Stacy will will do everything that I tell or ask her to do. That's a model employee for you. The independent investigation also includes looking at a potential misconduct by John Laurinaitis, another former wrestler and executive at the company, the WWE says. NBC News reached out to lawyers for both men and did not hear back. But McMahon says in the release, I have pledged my complete cooperation to the investigation. I have also pledged to accept the findings and outcome of the investigation, whatever they are. The WWE, which has a broadcasting partnership with NBC News' parent company, did not respond to our request for comment. Now his daughter, Stephanie... And the princess, princess baby girl. ...stepping up is interim CEO and interim chairwoman. After taking a leave of absence last month to focus on family, she wrote in the press release, 
It is extremely important to me that we have a safe and collaborative workplace. And with that, Vaughn Hiller joins us now live on set here. So, Vaughn, you know, some of those fictional clips not aging so well for Vince McMahon. How could this all affect the WWE Corporation? The stock of the company has already dropped here. It's, it's already dropped it's because already of this? It's dro- okay. already dropped because of this. But look, tonight is the main event here. McMahon is supposed to be making this public appearance in a role of his character on tonight's SmackDown. You know, this is a family, we got to take into account, right. that has been at the helm of this now for more than four decades, a well-known entity. And that expert we were talking to says... WWE fans are the types of folks who like controversy, and it's important. Vince McMahon, he's stepping down as CEO and chairman right now, but he's remaining on in that creative control row, which means that he's going to continue to have it on his mark on WWE, at least for now. Yeah, that's the big question. How much is he really stepping back? Vaughn, we appreciate it. Uh, Now to Texas, where a pilot is remarkably alive after his plane, get this, crashed into a lake in Austin. The terrifying moments captured on camera. Jesse Kirch has the amazing rescue. One moment, this small airplane was gliding over Austin's Ladybird Lake. The next, splashing down. One witness snapping pictures of Thursday's harrowing crash. Wait a minute, that plane's really, really low, and it's about to hit the bridge. And then it went up and barely went over the bridge, and then right on the other side of the bridge, boom, plummeted in the water. Tonight, officials say the pilot is remarkably alive, adding he made it out of the plane himself before a paddleboarder moved in. I put on a life jacket for him, and then we both together... Uh, paddled our way over and then took him to the shore to get to medical services. EMS 3, be advised we're going to work with one patient in the aircraft. Officials say EMS took the pilot to a local hospital with what authorities are calling, quote, potentially serious injuries. Thankfully, they say no one else was hurt. I was expecting to see something much worse than a man still alive floating. Um, so I was very relieved to see that um, he's still conscious and everything. Here's an idea of how much worse it could have been. They literally missed the bridge by not that much, so that could have been, like, way worse. They could have hit that building or our building or whatever. The plane itself set mostly underwater before it was finally fished out. Officials say a state game warden was flying the 2009 Cessna when it went down during a test flight following routine maintenance. According to authorities, the pilot reported mechanical issues and then, quote, landed the plane. Tonight, NTSB is investigating what caused the crash with answers up in the air. Jesse Kirsch, NBC News. All right, Jesse, we thank him for that. When we come back, the major COVID headline parents are going to want to hear. The FDA authorizing two shots for kids as young as six months old. How soon first doses could start going into arms. And the thief going up in flames. The suspect caught on camera trying to steal gas. You see him there. Stop dropping and rolling because he's on fire. How this all happened. Stay with us. All right, we are back now with the news feed, and we begin with the major step forward for the country's youngest unvaccinated group, the FDA authorizing the Pfizer vaccine for children ages six months to four years and the Moderna vaccine for kids ages six months to five years. A CDC advisory committee is set to hold a vote tomorrow. If the agency's director signs off, shots could go into arms as early as next week. Now to one gas thief in Salt Lake City getting a little more than he bargained for. Take a look at the surveillance video. It shows the man trying to steal gas from a truck when he accidentally set himself on fire. He was having trouble siphoning gas from the tank when he decided to drill a hole in it. The thief stopped, dropped, and rolled when he was on fire, essentially, and he was able actually to get away before he was picked up. An investigation in Massachusetts tonight after a car crashed through a store supporting former President Trump. Surveillance video captured the moment the vehicle plowed. Look at that plowed through a front window of the New England for Trump store in Easton. Racks of clothes and hats sent flying. Only one employee was inside the store at the time and was not injured. Police are now looking into reports the crash was intentional. And finally, in an internal letter at SpaceX has put several employees out of a job. At least five workers there fired after a letter, a letter critical of CEO Elon Musk was circulated through the company. According to two people familiar with that company, the letter described Musk's public behavior as a, quote, frequent source of distraction and embarrassment for SpaceX employees. All right, LinkedIn has some 830 million members, and among them, authorities say, are sophisticated criminals who make fake profiles targeting victims with investment schemes. Many of those schemes involving cryptocurrency. In a CNBC exclusive, Yasmin Corum investigated the link to fraud. How big of a threat is this on LinkedIn? 
it's a significant threat. Sean Reagan, special agent in charge of the FBI, San Francisco and Sacramento field offices, says criminal rings are exploiting LinkedIn to lure users into crypto investment schemes by people offering financial advice, but who end up stealing the victim's savings. Reagan says the FBI is working closely with LinkedIn to combat the fraud. The FBI has open investigations, but would not disclose specifics about pending cases. Unfortunately, just like uh, any other good thing, uh, there are unscrupulous people, organizations, entities out there that want to take advantage of that platform as an opportunity to commit fraud and other criminal activities. Are the criminals simply banking on the fact that they know there's someone out there who will take the bait? They usually don't necessarily care who particularly the individual is. They're going to cast a wide net and see who falls into that net. Like May May So, a Florida benefits manager, she says she lost $288,000 to a fraudster on LinkedIn in just a few months. It all started with a routine request to connect with another LinkedIn professional. I never think that that would happen on LinkedIn at all. Until she says that connection, which she believed to be a friend offering solid financial advice, convinced her to buy Bitcoin using first a real investment platform and then eventually moving all her funds to a site controlled by the fraudster. I'm sorry, because the money that I save, every single dollar, I earned that with my own pain and now working. It hurts. The company acknowledges there's been a recent increase in fraud, saying we enforce our policies, which are very clear. Fraudulent activity, including financial scams, are not allowed on LinkedIn. We work every day to keep our members safe against fake accounts, false information, and suspected fraud. That's small comfort to other victims. I lost 700K. I lost 1.6 million. I lost 1.3 million. Mine was 189,000. Mine is 300,000. We were allowed to join this group of victims defrauded on LinkedIn that meets regularly over Zoom for emotional support. Why do you all want to remain anonymous? The business image I have in the community, and I just don't want this shared. People kind of judge you, right? Like, oh, how come you're so stupid? What's your message to these victims? I would say to the victims that it's not their fault that they were victimized. It's the perpetrator's fault. It's the criminal's fault. They spend their nights and days thinking about ways to victimize and defraud people. And with that, Yasmin Coram joins us now. Yasmin, you know, hearing from those support groups, you, you just, you can tell how painful this is for the victims. And I think what was most fascinating about your story is that this scam happened, happened on LinkedIn, which you would think of a place where people only do business and go to kind of meet other colleagues, but clearly there's scammers out there. There clearly are. And LinkedIn's top privacy and security executive says the company took down around 32 million fake accounts in 2021 alone. And its automated systems usually catch around 99% of scams and spam. As for May May Soul, a happy development I have to share with you guys. Just this week, she landed her dream job, Tom, and she found it on LinkedIn. Glad she's slowly getting back on her feet there. Yasmin Quorum for us from CNBC tonight. Yasmin, we thank you for that story. Now to another crime, but one that changed the course of history. Watergate at 50. The political scandal that brought down the president of the United States began to unfold 50 years ago today. But when five men were arrested for breaking into the headquarters of the Democratic National Committee in Washington, no one had any idea it would become one of the defining events of the 20th century. Pete Williams has this look back with the police officers we're there. Early in the morning, 50 years ago, these two men were Washington, D.C. police officers responding to a report of a break-in at the headquarters of the Democratic National Committee. Walking through these very same halls, they didn't know what to expect. Uh, do I think we're on to something? Yes, but I, don't, I have no idea how big it's going to be. No idea that the arrest they made that night would lead to the discovery of a political scandal that ended with Richard Nixon becoming the only American president ever to leave office in the middle of his term. Therefore, I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. Watergate changed the American political system and the very language of scandal. 
At first, it looked like a petty crime. Five men arrested June 17, 1972, after breaking into the National Democratic Party headquarters. Paul Leeper and John Barrett responded to the police radio call while they were on regular duty as part of a plainclothes detail. A security guard at the Watergate office building called police after noticing that someone had used tape to prevent the stairwell doors from locking. With guns drawn, they searched room by room in the suite of Democratic offices now occupied by a publishing company until they came to a room of cubicles. Officer John Barrett suddenly saw an arm. I yelled something to the effect, get, get your hands up, etc., etc. Expletive deleted, I'm sure. And Paul came in, jumped yeah. up on a desk, pointed his gun down, the five hands go up here. This photo shows the actual desk the Watergate burglars hid behind. One of them was holding a raincoat and wouldn't drop it. Barrett feared it was hiding a gun. He dropped the coat. He didn't have a gun in his hand, but that, that, it was precarious at that point. It, it was like really bad. I was almost getting ready to let a round go. You're thinking this might be a burglary. So what do you think when you see five guys stand up in suits? These guys all look like business people. You know, so I'm thinking, is this some kind of international thing? That I, I, I mean, like spies? Yeah, well, I don't know really what I'm into. I know I'm in something big. The White House at first called it a third-rate burglary. It soon became clear that something much bigger was involved, even though all these years later, it's never been firmly established who ordered the break-in or what the purpose was. But from the beginning, a big question was how high up did it go? As the scandal spread to Nixon's aides, he claimed he knew nothing. That defense soon began to unravel, in part based on facts uncovered by Washington Post reporters Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein. A year later, the Senate opened its marathon Watergate hearings. A key witness, John Dean, the White House counsel, said Nixon knew about efforts to cover up the break-in. I began by telling the president that there was a cancer growing on the presidency, and if the cancer was not removed, the president himself would be killed by it. Then a spectacular discovery. Virtually all important Oval Office conversations were recorded on audio tape because President Nixon had ordered the installation of recorders. Good evening. The country tonight is in the midst of what may be the most serious constitutional crisis in its history. When a special prosecutor, Archibald Cox, pushed to get the tapes, Nixon wanted Cox fired. Both the Attorney General and Deputy Attorney General refused to do it and quit in what became known as the Saturday Night Massacre. Under an order from the Supreme Court, the White House eventually turned over the tapes in July 1974. After a House committee voted to impeach and key Republicans told Nixon they'd lost faith in him, the 37th president of the United States resigned and bid a tearful goodbye to his staff. Always remember, others may hate you, but those who hate you don't win unless you hate them. Many of the president's top aides were convicted for their roles in the scandal. Nixon's successor, Gerald Ford, gave him a full pardon. It all started with a routine police radio call and two very surprised policemen. The thing just kept growing, you know, in my mind. I'm, I'm thinking about every hour or so, my God, what, what are we involved with here? All right, Pete Williams joins us now from Washington. Pete, it's, it's so fascinating that, that still all these years later we want to learn more. I have to ask you, you know, you spoke to those officers, and it seems like it was just good police work that they found these burglars. They did spot that arm, but it all started with that tape. They knew they were onto something big. Yeah, the security guard was checking doors, found that there was tape on one lock, so he took it off. He went across the street to have lunch. He came back, and the tape was back. And he found the tape on three doors in the stairway. So he called his superiors and said, what do I do? And they said, you better call the police. So the call went out to these two officers to check out a suspicious circumstance. Those were the terms at the Watergate. So they had no idea what they were looking for when they got there. They didn't know it was a break-in. They didn't know where it was. Pete, it's so incredible because it led to the downfall of Richard Nixon but 50 years later, we still have some very big questions unanswered. As you mentioned in the report, right, who ordered this and what exactly were they looking for? Yeah, there are many, many theories about what they were looking for, that they were going to plant a bug. They wanted to photograph documents, that they were looking not so much for dirt on the Democrats, but for what the Democrats had on Nixon. Uh, they were looking, they had film, they had cameras. So 
why exactly were they there? And secondly, who ordered it? Was it John Mitchell, who was then the attorney general, a close friend of the president's? Was it the president's chief of staff? Was it Nixon himself? Everybody's been pointing the finger at somebody else, but there's never been a definitive answer. Pete Williams with that fascinating look back at Watergate. Pete, thank you. Coming up on Top Story, violence erupts in the Americas. Protesters clashing with police. Ecuador's president accused of corruption. The economy spiraling out of control. We'll have the latest on the turmoil. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, back now with Top Stories Global Watch and the protests in India taking a deadly turn. One protester killed and several more injured in India's Telangana state. Demonstrators clashing with police and setting fire to train cars. You see it right there. Thousands of people taking to the streets for several days now, angry over the country's new short-term military recruitment system. And violent protests also erupting in the Americas as well. Economic turmoil in Ecuador causing protesters to clash with police. This is in Quito, the capital, throwing pieces of concrete at officers, authorities setting off tear gas canisters to disperse the crowd. Demonstrators angry with the president, Guillermo Lasso, over skyrocketing prices and accusing him of corruption. And a Chilean swimmer has broken not one, but two world records. Barbara Hernandez becoming the first person to ever swim three nautical miles. And a reminder here, nautical miles are longer than miles on the road. The 36-year-old completing the feat between the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans off the coast of southern Chile in 44-degree water without a wetsuit. Hernandez also setting a Guinness World Record in February by swimming one nautical mile in 15 minutes and three seconds. Congratulations to her. All right, coming up on Bingeworthy, what to watch this weekend. We got you covered. The scandal inside the Church of Latter-day Saints, Adam Sandler's Hoops movie loaded with NBA stars, and the Father's Day special with Andy Garcia you don't want to miss. Plus, Drake dropping a surprise album with a wedding. You don't want to miss this. Stay with us. Hey, everyone, welcome back. It is Friday, so you know it's time for Binge Worthy, our look at the best things to watch and listen to this weekend. I want to bring in Bravo personality and host of Shaken and Disturbed, Darren Karp, also an international traveler, just back from Barcelona. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good to be here with you, Tom. Yeah, Thanks great for to have me. you on, on Top Story. So the first uh, docuseries we're going to talk about is on Netflix. It's about the rise and fall of the fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's very intense. Let's take a look at it. Warren Jeffs took over this religion and turned it into money and power and sex. Young girls were like a commodity owned by the church. Warren had himself 78 wives. 24 of those wives were underage. We're going to go after the criminals and we're going to go after the child abusers. To stand up against a multi-million dollar church, you're going up against a lifetime of conditioning and fear. All right, I saw this on Netflix, and I saw the trailer, and it's yeah. like you got to give yourself time because this is intense but very good, you were telling me. Yeah, it, keep sweet, pray, and obey is kind of exactly the catch-all phrase for this. I mean, this is the story about Warren Jeffs. He was part of this FLDS, as you mentioned, which mm-hmm. is really this secretive polygamous sect of the Church of Latter-day Saints. But as you can see, he had about 78 wives. 24 of them were underage, 14, 13, 15. Something about cults that, for some reason, the leader has to marry all the women in their, in right. their cult. It seems to be a common thing. always part thing of it. Always part of it for some weird reason. But this documentary really grips you in. Uh, This actually happened 
not too, too long ago. So a lot of people will probably remember Warren being arrested. I certainly do, charged with multiple accounts of rape and torture. It was just, it's an incredible story. And I kind of mean that in a pejorative sense. It's horrible. And it looks like they've compiled a ton of archival footage and very compelling interviews. Absolutely. Look forward to watching that. Uh, we also have a series on Peacock we want to talk about. Back for its second season, Rutherford Falls. Here's a clip of that one. Regan, I really need your help. Nathan, you had a little bit of a rough patch. But adversity makes us stronger. No, Reek, is this sweater too sexy? For what? What about a vest? Welcome to the new Minashanka Cultural Center. This is Nelson, my co-curator. You're touching those with bare hands? Would you want to be touched with hands covered in gloves? You don't know what I'm into, man. I'm, I'm pretty much always in when it's Ed Helms. I love Ed Helms. And Janish meeting is really yeah. hilarious in this. I mean, this is definitely a pivot from what we were just talking about. Right. It's a comedy. It's funny. It's essentially takes place in this town and their world is sort of upended. They deal with a lot of political things. Yeah. Ed Helms' character is trying to take down this monument. But it's funny. It's lighthearted. It's good for the whole family, All honestly. Right. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, you may or may not know this. Adam Sandler's known for being pretty good at hoops. I do. He's got a new Netflix uh, show out, new movie, Big Basketball Names, Hustle. Let's check that out. Look at this guy. We come to Philly, your whole world's going to change overnight. I got to work. My mom and my daughter, they mean everything to me. Salary's $900,000. He will call in sick. I've been doing this. Have I ever reacted this way? He's raw. We train him. Get him in NBA shape. What do you say? It's not going to happen, Stan. You just got to get back out there. A lot of you were right. A lot of big names, and I, and I was hearing from the uh, Brain Trust here at uh, Top Story. It's a pretty good show. It is good. It is also produced by LeBron James, so yeah. it's going to be authentic. As you mentioned, kind of up top, Adam Sandler plays pickup games yeah. like with random high school students all right. the time. So you know it's going to be got very. Game. He's got game. It's yeah. authentic. It's pretty. It is rated R, so I'm not sure it's it's fun to watch for the whole family. Yeah. But he does find this basketball phenom in Spain of all places and kind of brings him back. And it's his it's his glory and in, in, in his chance to kind of rejoin the NBA yeah. because he's a recruiter and he just is down on his luck. We've heard that plot before in a lot of movies, but I'm sure this is a fresh take and we look forward to it. Yeah. Next, we have the final season of a beloved show on Hulu called Love, Victor. I don't know anything about this one, so you're going to have to fill me in. Let's take a look. Did I ever tell you about the first time that I saw you? Can we just go back to that perfect moment? You know, start over. Are you sure nothing's going on with you and Raheem? There was something between us. I thought we were friends, and things got confused. I'm not your enemy, Benji. Well, you're not my friend. I just thought if I acted like everything was okay, that it would be. All right, Darren, t tell us about this one. Perfect time for Pride. Uh, okay. This is really about a group of high school students who are discovering who they are, who they are sexually, what they want to be. So it's really about who they want to be with and who they want to be as high school students. And okay. they kind of change their minds. It's the struggles. It's the ups and downs. It's kind of something that everyone can relate to, even if you're not part of the LGBTQ plus community. Right. Okay, that was on Hulu. Yes. Uh, finally, to stream, and just in time for Father's Day, a new movie. Some people may say... The best movie of the year, some some say. <laughs> uh, it's on HBO Max. It's called Father of the Bride, but it's a brand new take on it. Let's take a look. We're supposed to play the perfect family until Sophie gets married. Well, we can say, sorry to spoil your happiness, but we're getting a divorce, muscle tough. Mommy, Papi, this is Aaron Castillo. We don't want some big, fancy wedding, and we want to pay for it. Two lawyers are out of college working for a nonprofit are going to pay for the wedding. Billy! I'm the father of the bride, and I will be paying for the wedding, and I'm going to be walking my daughter down the aisle. Okay, so uh, Father of the Bride, Cuban-American take, obviously, Andy Garcia, Gloria Stefan. This is, like, my sweet spot. Uh, like, if you were, I don't even know why you're here right now while watching this movie. It, this is got to be watch you. it after Top Story. We're watching it right after this. You've got kids, you're yeah. Cuban. I mean, yeah, this yeah, is going to yeah. hit right at home for you. But I also heard it's great. Like, it I'm hearing great. it's great. Yeah. It's very funny. Andy Garcia, Gloria Stefan, they're in this movie. They make it very, very funny. Obviously, yeah. we remember the 1991 original movie yeah. with Steve Martin. Which is Martin. so hard to top, because that was a classic. It was classic. But yeah. this is a good spin. Okay, good. It's Good. really about, I like, like different cultures kind of yeah. coming together. And obviously, she proposes, which is also very different. Whoa. It's new. So, okay, no more spoiler alerts. No, no more okay. spoilers. No more spoilers. Okay. Yeah, All right, yeah, yeah. we're going to look at it. And my family's going to love it, no matter what. Oh, um, they have to. They have to. Uh, Drake, I'm a huge fan. Love Drake. He's got new music. Got a new video, too. A lot of people are talking about it. Mm -hmm. Climbing the YouTube charts. We were watching it with the Top Story staff. A lot of opinions. Let's take a look. <laughs> 
Finding I now pronounce you men and wives. Finding So Drake's getting married 23 times. 23 times. <laughs> Similar yes. to the docu-series we were talking about earlier. With his best man, Tristan Thompson. Okay. You know, who's, All right. who's not going to watch that video? This is this is Drake's seventh studio album. Mm-hmm. This is he just dropped it last night at midnight, which a lot of artists are doing these days. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's called Honestly Nevermind, and this is coming off of his sixth studio album, Certified Certified Lover Boy, which just dropped literally less than a year ago. So he's just churning out the music. Yeah. It's a you're a fan of Drake. I don't know Big if you fan. like the album. But it is a little different. I mean, I always it think is. he's trying to reinvent his sound he a little bit. He stretches, right? Sometimes he stretches yeah. into pop. Sometimes he stretches into this. Some people say it's like EDM a little bit. Yeah. Um, That's because he's definitely a producer. Different. He's right. a producer and a musician. And I think yeah. when you do that, you're able to play with sound a little bit more. So it might be something, if you're a normal Drake fan, you might not be into. But give it a few listens, and I think you're going to be dropping I, I totally agree. And also, I think it's always great to see artists grow and to try something different. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think that's the only way you kind of stay relevant, uh, even though Drake has no problem staying relevant. Yeah. Uh, finally tonight, we have... Music that you love. Yes. I, want, I want to hear. You set up, set up the clip. Oh come on! It's King Princess. First okay. off, she's a New Yorker. She's Brooklyn fame. I got the opportunity to interview before. She is perfect for Pride Month. This is her second album coming out. She just dropped two hot songs, okay. and they're really fantastic. All right, let's take a look. Oh my God, is it hard to be loved? But that's too bad. That never enough. So sad, got me licking my cuffs, and that's fine. Too bad. That never enough. But, oh. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. I, she's awesome. I mean, her, Michaela Strauss is her actual name. Right. by King Princess. And she kind of talks about how she's everything. She's a lesbian. She's not really a woman. She's not really a boy. She's kind of just queer in general. So this is okay. kind of perfect for Pride Month. It's kind of this rock... Indie. And that influences her music and her song Absolutely. lyrics? Absolutely. Okay. She's written some of these for her girlfriend uh, in past, okay. and she talks about how she writes a lot about her heartbreak because she's able to channel a lot of her emotions through other people, but mm-hmm. this album is really about herself, embracing her own chaos. we got to love each other and ourselves for who we are. I always say you can't say, I love you. before You have to say I before you can say I love you, and this studio right. album is really all about that. Very cool. Darren, before we go, we mentioned your podcast. Plug it real quick because we love having you on, so I want, I want people to, to follow you there too. Thank you so much, Tom. Yeah. Yes. It's Shaken and Disturbed, True Kind podcast. We're on every single week. We do a an NMR, not murder-related, on Thursdays. We drop new episodes on Sunday. We do a new case every single how, week. How long? How long are the, are the episodes? About 45 minutes. Pretty easy to binge. Great to work out, listen to this, get 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 some great content. Binge-worthy for sure. We okay. talk everything from Church of LDS to okay. female murderers. We cover it all, so it's really great. Okay. All right, Darren, love having you on. Thanks for being on, Thanks, on Top Story. And thank you for watching Top Story. As always, I'm Tom Yamas in New York. Stay right there. More news on the way. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.